You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, if you listen to it, you know, just at the last minute, uh, we got this thrown in because Shane is on top of it. Oh, yeah. I got lucky on that. Uh, so we're going, we, uh, in our last show, we kind of threw out ghosted and said, ah, we'll give you the ratings. Yeah. And we ran out of time because we were doing uh, so many things. It was crazy. Um, so we're going to cover that. We ghosted. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, well, no, we could not do it now mm. and we will have ghosted. Right. No, that's true. Okay. All right. Uh, so, but then also we've got, uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three, right? Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. I don't know. The, I feel like it would have been cool if guardians of the galaxy three had at least like some line, really screwy name like it, enter sandman or yeah, whatever, whatever you know anyway uh okay so guardians of the galaxy 3 um first we'll do ghosted and normally i have some stuff to babble about and i don't really this week so uh there is so mm. much uh streaming television that i've been catching up on and i'm not gonna go you know over it all right now although either next week or the week after i might just do another one of those things yeah. where I just throw here's out some 10, like rating five or ten you should watch. Yeah, here's what's coming and here's what's already out and yada yada. What do you, well, yeah, I was just gonna say, what do you like better? Do you like it when you get you have to watch, you have to try a bunch of shows and they're either all good or they're all bad? Like, well, I mean, I guess if they're all bad, that sucks because you're just enduring like one bad sitcom procedural drama thing after another. The flip side is like, damn, what if these are all good? Now I have to like lose another four hours somewhere to watch all of them. Yeah. You know, like that's actually not, that's actually not that easy. It's actually such a weird thing uh, because people think that being a critic is like such a great job, right? Uh, You sit around and watch (laughs) things. uh, Yeah. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's what everybody said. Oh, I could like watch movies. Yeah. But you, a lot of things, but you have to watch the things. Right. You know, a lot of them that you know you're not going to like. Right. That, we don't watch every but, movie. But you still have to. Right. right. All the movies that we do, I'm not always up for. Even if they're great, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Uh, and TV yeah. is TV is worse for me, anyway, because there are movies that I just go, no. Yeah. I mean, there's too, there's, there's yeah. too much TV and there's too many movies right. and, you know, whatever. Uh, but movies, you you can't see. No one sees every movie. No, you can't. Uh, like no critic even sees every movie, right. and it's struggle enough with everything that comes out in theaters. Right. Uh, I mean, it's getting back to that point anyway. For yeah. a while there, stuff was yeah. like not getting released, and it wasn't that big a deal. But then you go into streaming and all and everything. Like no one can see everything, and there are movies you know where i mean we just don't see them right and you especially but even me too i don't you know i'm just like whatever right i don't but 
there's a difference in movies that when they come out in the theaters, you know, when like five things come out a week in a theater, yeah, right? You can go, look, how many movies can I see? Right. And then plus there's some big streaming thing, so whatever. Yeah. But with TV, you know, there's there's some of them that you just have to, <laughs> yeah. right? And and they're big enough and you can't write everything off. Right. And and I mean, you can hardly watch every TV show. Too, right because there's way too many yeah. channels and yeah. too many shows and everything uh but with tv i i watch a lot more stuff that i know i'm not gonna like right than with my right, <laughs> than right. with movies so uh yeah the i guess the the saving thing and then also part of the problem with tv though is that i i watch like three or four episodes or whatever yeah. they give you of like everything, and then I never watch any more of it except right. you know, like a few things. Right. Like uh like I was just telling you, I, I'm I'm watching Ted Lasso now. Yeah. Uh just because of the logistics of things as they come out. And that's bonkers. Weird. <laughs> Especially when you're used to just fixing them. Right. You know. Uh um, anyway. Um, but there is a lot of great stuff uh on tv and Man. you know maybe next week i'll do that and just run through a bunch of things to watch because yeah. eh, i don't know if movies are the weird are thing the weird thing that made me think of that real quick is you you mentioned it and i know we're going to jump to this stuff too but the only thing that's happening in you know news and tidbit things is the writer's strike right and that's a big thing right it's not to minimize it but somebody asked me and they were genuinely honest they just don't see a lot of tv they don't watch a lot of movies but they're into stranger things Oh yeah. And and he had heard that the writer's strike is really gonna slow down Stranger Things and I'm like Stranger Things and I'm like, it is these are gonna be adults playing kids when they come back because it's gonna be a bit. Right. Hopefully not, but it often has been. And you're just gonna have to suspend that disbelief. You're just gonna have to look at them and be right. like, I know you're almost like twenty seven, but go to your locker, get right. your stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Um and he was like, Well, I guess I'll watch some other stuff and I'm like the writer's strike doesn't just hit strangers thing stranger things it's gonna hit everything you know so he's like well i'll just I'll catch up on things i'm like all right man yeah you'll, you'll find a lot out there but there's a lot of stuff that you'll pick up and put down because maybe it's just there's so many things yeah the weirdest keep coming. the weirdest thing about the writer's strike uh, right yeah. now for me is all the people who are like looking back at the last writer's strike yeah. and going Look, if you don't think that things are going to get crazy, right? Look at how this happened on this show when there was a writer's strike, right? right. And it's like all this, like all these shows where all of a sudden, like all this psycho stuff yeah. started happening, or yeah, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, so all right, ghosted, um, ghosted, yeah. Which you know, quite honestly, I barely remember at this point. Uh, I gave it a six. You gave it a six. We already gave it the rating. You gave it three and a half. Yeah, and this is the one where it's uh, this, you know, weird spy. Uh, Ana de Armas is a craziness CIA spy kind of. Yeah, right, right. And it's, uh, you know, it's regular guy. Um, God, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, in this, you would expect, okay, spy movie, Chris Evans. Right. Uh, but no, he's just like the regular guy. Yeah. Although once we get far enough into the movie, then all of a sudden he's like somebody different gets in, the, you know, in, gets in the middle of yeah. things kind of, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah, it's like they go on a date. They don't like each other at the beginning right. at all. Yeah. And then they kind of 
run into each other, whatever. And uh, it turns out she's a spy and, you know, like hilarity ensues. Right. He gets caught up in the world. They think he's somebody else. They think he's probably right. her. Um, yeah. Right. Because the bad guys, you know, know the code name of the whatever. Right. And then they think it's him for yeah. a while. Right. And yeah, he gets like captured basically yep. at one point. Yeah. And anyway, so hilarity ensues. And, uh, and so this is actually a, a pretty significant difference for us which yeah uh i'll tell you if if i told you like the one thing that we get the most emails it's about yeah and unfortunately people don't actually turn it into any kind of question it's just like you know leaving a comment on the podcast but they email us right you know that's cool um and so here's the TSA for listeners, right? Yeah. Like turn it into something that I could, no matter what you're <laughs> saying, just make it somehow like kind of a question yeah. or something that can be like responded to we love or it. whatever. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, we love all I love emails. emails I it love doesn't it. matter if it doesn't get sure. on the show somehow, right. but if it, if it doesn't, I don't know, if it doesn't address something right. or actually be a question that I can turn like, to bring on to, then, you know, I'm not just going to go. Here's an email where this right. person so and so said this. How come you guys rate everything the same all the time? Because right. our ratings do align a lot sometimes. Of the time. Yeah. Um, but you know, this is kind of a, a pretty big difference for us. It's, yeah. And this is it's really notable. oddly enough, this is the exact kind of movie where we get a lot of difference. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Because this is like, uh, which one's actually a decent movie? Hudson Hawk or the adventures right. of Ford Fairlane. Right. Yeah. Because we are flipped on right. those totally movies. Uh, that's our go-to reference. That's the Rosetta Stone to understand but both it of us. Is this kind of like, you know, it's just a screwball, yeah. you know, goofy. It's to thing. be taken lightly. And it's like it it hits one. It hits of you ours, right. It hits it me hits right. Yeah. Which one? And and you never know which one it's gonna right. be. And then one of us is rolling our eyes at the other one and <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, but so we already gave the the ratings, and this one, I you know, we don't need to spend like a huge amount of time on this movie. I think, sadly, yeah. Um, yeah. But it just it doesn't completely deserve it. There's a lot of really stupid stuff in this movie. Uh, there's yeah. a, there's a lot of stuff that happens, and you know, at at certain points in the movie, it could really easily just scooby doo or right. something like the scooby gang could come right. in and go you know like fred where you been and <laughs> it turns out masks, that yeah. sevens is actually fred right scooby doo right in witness protection or something i don't know but there's a there's a lot of stuff that's super goofy especially uh when you're trying to too hard overlap uh like the exact outline of generic rom-com right onto what has to happen because you're a spy movie right and so then you get some scenes where it's like look we have to get from here to here we're constrained by the fact that there's spy stuff mm-hmm. also we want them to like make goo goo eyes right. Each other right or whatever so this is the scene you're doing yeah you watch that scene and you go i mean come on man like, right i'm, I'm like, suspending come on yeah and but there's a lot of Sometimes stuff that the movie in this movie that I think is really pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, something hits me, but doesn't yeah. hit you or whatever. Right. 
but there was a lot of this movie that I was, you know, I'm like, all right, let's see what you're going to do with this. Right. Like it was, there were fun bits. Yeah. It's just that you only had so much fun bit. Like this movie should have been more than six. Right. If yeah, somebody else sure. had this movie. Absolutely. And, you know, took a few more passes at the script and was a little bit more serious about it. And they had, you know, more than a week to film it or yeah. <laughs> whatever the hell. Whatever the time was. Yeah. I mean, because this is obviously a movie that was like like boom, we're done. Sure. Like there we can push this out quick. This is a third there issue. are there are a lot of times I was watching this movie, and this is like the kiss of death where it probably should be more than six or something. Right. Right. But there were a lot of scenes in this movie where I watched the, the scene happens and then I'm like, man, they're just doing the first take of everything, yeah, they, uh, everything. going through, going through. Fine. and this might've been, this might've been the kind of thing. Well, sorry. No, go ahead. This might've been the kind of thing that you are absolutely enjoying being on set because right. everybody's having a blast takes and everyone's having fun and it's and not just craft services it's just and they're like okay we got the lighting ready chris you ready anna you're, you're okay let's do the scene and then we can all just shoot the shit some more and right you know because it just doesn't translate all the time not to put you on the spot totally but i just looked because something you said made me think of it and the last film that i saw that was very much like this at least on a trailer scope with shotgun wedding yeah. Which is Josh DeHamel and uh, J Lo Jennifer Lopez I gave that one a six, but I don't have anything down for you, and it's not to chase you for it. But like, I think these on the outside are very similar looking films. They're just yeah. breezy Netflix films. Would you would you have gone high or low on Shotgun Wedding? Did you uh, like it? Or yeah, not? no, I went low on. This. See, this, and, okay. and it was this is sort of the same not, thing so not as much, but I guess pretty much because you said like three and a half. Yeah, I feel like Shotgun Wedding. The best I'd give it is a four. It okay. might be even. It might, might be, be a little lower. lower. Might be, I'd, yeah. I'd kind of okay. Just, that's interesting. I'd have to think about that one because I haven't actually reviewed that one and yeah. sat down and like yeah, thought I'll just about do it. it. But it just made me plus think it, it was like, a while ago. It was a while ago, uh, and it's. But I'll tell you that was one that everyone I watched it with liked it a lot more than I did. Yeah. And in that one, there was there was just too much in that one that was just too stupid. Right. And. Right. And it's similar to where this one goes horrible because uh, like you can only be so stupid and there are lots of guns around. And then I'm like, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Right. But there was in this one, you know, we're at least spies. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, something, but in the shotgun wedding one where you had all these hostages and they're, oh, yeah, right. they're going through all the shit. And plus every surprise in that movie was like written totally on telegraphed. the forehead yeah. of everyone. Yeah. It's very telegraphed. Like you introduce a certain person, he like walks in the room and it, and dun, like done. And like the screen just has like, this is going to turn out to be yeah. a bad guy. And right. Like, uh, right. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, you know, that one just did not. Did it. Much. So, posted on paper and just watching like the trailer for it i'm like all right like it seems to be another easy fun trip for me watching this and anna 
have all the chemistry they had in Knives Out. And I'm I'm on board. I love that movie and I love them in it. And strangely, even separately, like I think she was great in every single scene. I thought he was great in every single scene. You put them together, they had a chemistry that was absolutely just explosive. And here it's almost like somebody just loved them and said, You guys really have chemistry. Right. Like I didn't feel any of it except there are two there are two moments in the film that happen to be my favorite. It's a two hour movie. It I mean, people probably get sick of us saying this too, but this is just too long for this movie. Some movies can certainly be that and some can be longer, but some just should trim things. Probably my favorite part is the cameo fifteen minutes in the slightly mid where you start seeing like Anthony Mackie, right. Sebastian Stan, Ryan Reynolds, everybody who's been like with Captain America ever is now somebody else and has to play like this fun thing. And it's very cannonball run. It's very cameo comical. Right. And I thought I would probably hate it because I wasn't against the movie then, but I was just bored. And when it starts happening, I'm like, man, this is this is fun and sort of wild. Like, like I I vaguely remember like a Ben Stiller heist film where there were like 15 stars in it, or or as dumb as they can be, the Adam Sandler films when there are like 11 big names and then there's just cameos all over the place. Right. That was my favorite part. There's an incredible there's an incredible moment that loses itself. Um, early on, they meet at a farmer's market, they argue, and then he gets told, like, oh, I actually thought you guys had chemistry. And I'm like, really? Because I didn't see any. He runs to her, convinces her to go get a cup of coffee. And in that moment, in that banter, there's something working between them. And then later, maybe it's just a posturous sort of story. I love the idea that she's the badass. And Chris Evans is is actually the damsel in distress. Like that's the person that's exploding everything around them, and they're standing still, screaming, "Like why am I here? Who are you?" Always being rescued by the other person, and it's sort of fun to flip those roles. It just didn't work well enough for me to be interested in it, and I thought telegraphed, boring the dialogue isn't working, and their chemistry isn't snapping, which could carry over an awful lot of every up problem. Right. It's ugly to look at it's sort of a fine looking movie it was just uh, missed yeah, yeah so that's where i can yeah in. and i uh i kind of agree with you especially it's such a weird thing with the chemistry that they have in this movie and you know like you said when they're in knives out and they just like kind of go yeah, yeah right then they're then it's like look it it's basically straightforward yeah and you just go and in this movie it's like okay you don't like each other Right. And we need some of that, right? And then you kind of like slowly come around and then, you know, circumstances throw you together over mm -hmm. and over. And then it, mainly because, you know, we've seen that a thousand yeah. times in other movies and done really well. Yeah. And it's just not at all done well here. But what where they had the chemistry like in Knives Out here, I didn't believe that they didn't like each other when they didn't right. like each other. Yeah, and then I didn't believe they liked each other. Right, they liked they each other. It's like they, they just, uh, you know, it was like having an extra step, like, yeah. you know, threw them off, and yeah, now like they're trying to dance, and somebody's throwing broomsticks on the floor or whatever. Like, right, they're over underthinking whatever yeah. they're doing, but that you know, it just it didn't work. Yeah, and it was such a weird thing too because. 
uh, like at the beginning when they don't like each other is like the most chemistry they had. Right. And it's like, (laughs) there have never been two people who said words like they hated each other and yet were like almost in bed. So it was just such a weird thing. And then it's, it's like at the more they like each other, the more they keep doing this, like kind of wooden, weird, no, wait, we don't like each right. other. Remember, we can't like each other. Right. Yeah. And it's right. Yeah. It doesn't work. But, uh, but also, you know, the action is a little goofy. It's, this is a movie like you mentioned being bored, right? Yeah. And this is a movie that should not let you get bored. Right. 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 I mean, then why are we doing this? Especially with the cast and everyone else. Like, why yeah. are we doing this movie if I'm going to be bored? Right? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, like you said, Cannonball Run or, you know, oh, you movies know. like that. Like, you know, I don't know. It's it, weird to it, think. It's, it's odd. And it does. It drags. And, yeah. like, the movie would be so much faster and better if you just made it 90 minutes. Right. And didn't have a bunch of, look, we're just staring at each other. Like, right. This is not a movie that needs to be two hours. This is like screwball, right. like hijinksy nonsense. Yeah. You don't need to keep going forever yeah. with that, especially if you're not going to do anything. If you're not going to handle right? it. And it also, I mean, I don't know that I want to see it go backwards, but at PG-13, it's confined. And yeah. I, I also don't know if it gets exponentially better at R. I mean, I feel like, I feel like in a weird way, quippy, like how Ryan Gosling was in The Gray Man when he was really just struggling with a bunch of things going around him and everything was sort of glib and darkly glib. Like that was fun. That was entertaining as hell. And Chris Evans. And I think Anna, not just because of the brow beating she took partially from me, well, from us for blonde last year, oh, yes. I think she can act. I really do. And I think it's easy to overlook her because she's pretty. I think she can really do a good job. And I know Chris Evans can do a good job. Yeah. You know, not just because he's Captain America, but he's done other things and he's been great in them. So so where's the holdup? I don't it's weird. It was sort of yeah. weirdly perplexing because I'm yeah. watching this and I'm like, why aren't I liking this more? And then it hit the cameo part of the film and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna like this more. And then it went away and I went, ah, crap. I, I will say this though, the cameos were like almost completely perfect because yeah. Because they were awesomely meaningless. And I didn't know they were coming. Right. I did not look at IMDb. They, they I didn't know they always... They all suddenly look up and I'm like, holy crap, Anthony Merrill's right here. Like when you yeah. have Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. It, like it's completely meaningless. It Absolutely devoid of anything. anything. Right. Like you never see him again. Yeah. It doesn't matter that he was there at <laughs> all. Right. And yet, That's great. you know, there he was. That yeah. Was, that was, it was actually great. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, I don't know. It's uh, It's one even rating it kind of highly it's one kind of to miss except that you know for if you're looking for something screwy and fun and you don't care too much right right? even i would say i have a fairly decent time right it's It's okay i mean it's just it it just didn't do much for me but yeah yeah all right uh guardians of the galaxy um so i don't know that we need to explain anything uh, about Guardians sure. of the Galaxy, right? Uh, you know, you know what the movie is and what's going on. Uh, this one is uh, really specifically focused on Rocket Raccoon's story yeah. in a variety of ways, uh, which leads us to our bad guy, 
because uh, that's the whole rocket raccoon connection um and for whatever reason that is the reason that he is barely in the movie <laughs> in in another sense right in a way yeah like in in one sense he's in it all the time actually yeah except that also he's kind of not yeah uh in like flashbacks he's in it like a fair amount yeah um anyway and uh other than that it's just sort of you know standard what you're going to get out of guardians of the Galaxy. right uh so we don't need to probably cover too much more before we get to ratings i have to tell you i really couldn't stand this movie <laughs> so okay. so i guess there's some room for potential mm. uh differences but man i i was like rolling my eyes and oh yeah out of my mind Ooh. for like this whole movie i wonder if um, i'm close here now i you know, I thought when we when we walked out of seeing this one, yeah, I was really close to like two, and I think that I'm like more like your ghosted three and a half. Okay, but I had two just, down for you. I just couldn't Weird. stand anything that was going on. Yeah, um, huh? It so, was uh, that's good. Well, close. I mean, you only missed by one and a half. Yeah, I was. Only, I, was pretty I close. think. Yeah. So in the time since we've seen it, I've like slightly softened on, yeah. um, you know, mostly what I thought in not going lower uh, was that it it really turned out to be just a lack of positives and not like you know, it wasn't calm and stupid for liking yeah. it. No, it wasn't like super negative things. It wasn't like uh, you know they cloned the cast and now no one can act at all or right. anything like that like it wasn't like a bunch of negatives except i mean the script it, right it is but uh if it had you know been just slightly different i would have gone a lot lower but you know i think that's low enough <laughs> for, <laughs> it's it's still well, uh sad and horrible yeah i would i would disagree i went lower um <laughs> Excuse me. For some reason, all of a sudden, I just want to keep coughing. Um, I gave it a three, not much lower, but I gave it a three. And and even that is um, what thought I was going to be lower than you. I actually thought, yeah, my because my my first thought was he's going to be at two two and a half, and I felt like I was at two two and a half, and I came up to three. So there was a little buoyancy there. Um, I've got. I just I have so many problems with the film, so many things that I think are bad, stupid, ignorant, lazy, just just absolutely sort of a malpractice or yeah. intellectual property. You know, I actually strangely we we almost never do this, but because I didn't want to forget anything, I wrote down a bunch of stuff. Like that's how I mad I was at the film. I, I'm I'm sure I can't remember all of it. Um anyway, but it stems and it starts, and for me, it also concludes and ends with James Gunn. You know, the yeah, yeah. big difference because I went, I was curious. I went looking, like, why is this so messed up from first two Guardians films? Now, to be to be fair, I I didn't originally like the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I the, came to the like first it. one. Yeah, I came to I, like it. I liked the first one a lot. I thought. I thought it was fine, but I thought it did eventually what 
this film and part two did as well. I think it, it just stepped on things too much. Like I just remember it being so beholden to this idea that the MCU allowed a corner of their filmmaking for the last few years to be dominated in a way with James Gunn and Taika Waititi's style. And I think that those are absolutely welcome and I think they're fine. I just think you needed a hand on them because they are not better creators when they are left alone. They are better creators when they are managed yeah. and maybe even micromanaged. And I think that this proves it, at least as an argument. We'll see because he's going to DC and we'll see if his reputation matches talent. I don't think it has lately. And by saying that, I mean... He had help writing the first two films. It wasn't just him. Yeah. This film is all him. Writing, directing, he's he's the one. And all the problems that I find are nitpicky in the first couple films are absolutely just front and center in this film. Tone is everywhere. Pacing is everywhere. He doesn't trust his audience, apparently, to not only understand what might be at stake, and again, this isn't like endgame, things aren't like galactically here. Them personally, the life of their friend is on the line. So that's what's at stake. And yet any emotional moment that seems constructed or at least led into production stepped on by one dumb, unnecessary in-joke or joke that either isn't funny or just is sort of like comically like why would you do that like i tried to think of a metaphor i couldn't come up with one the dumbest one was just like i know people that love wine tasting and when you pour a glass of wine you're not supposed to slurp it down you're supposed to let it breathe swirl it around give it a minute he doesn't let anything like that happen sets up an emotional moment and then just steps on it with either an annoying needle drop for a song that is overmixed and too loud for the moment that it's in, or a dumb comedy line to relieve some sort of tension that hasn't even been built yet. On and on throughout all of these things, between the nitpicky stuff that I have where the storytelling is just absolutely stupid. We put Star-Lord in an incredibly dangerous situation because we want to scream at the audience, we care about something here. Like, he's in mortal danger and he's going to die. No, Peter, we're screaming. And I'm like, Where's his helmet? He's had in every film up till now that would have sidestepped this weird problem. Oh, he doesn't have it because you need this moment because you're too dumb a storyteller. Come up with the convection that you want to get you to this point. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's almost like Space Leia when like, we mysteriously have the Force Saver because we needed to put her in danger because we think you need something every 12 minutes. No. High Evolutionary as a character is interesting at first but just doesn't work. I don't believe his motivations, and I I like the actor, but I don't like the performance that James makes him give, which is, as the clock ticks, he screams everything. And at the end, he's just hollering at everybody, screaming, and I'm like, aren't you supposed to be the high evolutionary? Which would lead me to think, at least from the comics, that you would have been evolved. And now you're screaming at everything like a temper tantrum will solve everything because James Gunn doesn't understand that Telling something is different than showing, but also if I tell it to you really loud, you'll understand. Right. I hate movies that we've talked about this before. I hate films that use music to convey an emotion that your story should do. Your characters and your story should tell the emotion. 
drop in a sad song because I'm supposed to feel sad now. Right. Make it a sad moment. Earn it. James Gunn, I'll stop for a little bit to hear your stuff and maybe we're, you know, a retort against it. James Dunn doesn't have the skill to do any of that in this film and it shows and it's awful all the way through, yeah. all the way through. Now there are things about the film that I liked, but they're pretty few and far between. Oh, it, yeah. it really was a rating two and a half hour film. that was just bad storytelling. This sort of, the sort of pedestrian way to use like, wet eyed close-ups of cute cgi animals to make me feel a way about a story that you should tell right is is insulting like yeah. at this point i guess this is what i've come circling around to say is we could argue like why would i get so upset about a marvel movie okay well th there's an easy answer i love the marvel movies and i think that kevin feige has set a high bar from accomplishing raising that bar slowly and surely over the last 10 years and i think this just takes the easy lazy way out on almost everything yeah and and it was sort of like i didn't have a lot of i wasn't really excited for the film because i'm not that in love with james gunn's work but i wasn't not looking forward to it and it's almost completely disappointing yeah so anyway, blah, blah, and blah. There you go. so i I like that's a lot. just to have, I guess, the background of it. I like the first one a lot more than you probably. I, I tend to really like it. I uh, really did. Re I didn't mean really like the first one. I give it like an eight. I, I like a lot about yeah. it, and I like the way that it worked and everything. I didn't like the second one Me either. Uh, the second one is more or less the same problem. It's kind of a screwy story, yeah. and it doesn't really do anything right that the first movie did right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this movie is even worse. Uh, this movie is, you know, kind of like you want to say that it's making a comic book movie by someone who doesn't like comics. Right. Uh, but, I, but I don't think it is it just has the same result right yeah. uh, like i don't think that he thinks the audience is stupid right i think he's just stupid and makes all the wrong decisions about everything right I but but i don't think that it's you know malicious like when right you have condescending when you have movies that yeah. that do you feel right? it there it's are plenty of movies where yeah. it's uh, you know, whether it's uh, strictly a comic book or it's, uh, you know, something like Transformers sure. or whatever. And it's right. like uh, the people making the movie are like, you like this stuff because you're stupid. You're dumb. So here's some dumb shit that yeah. I'll do. Right. I don't think that's what's happening. I just think that it comes around to give you this more yeah. or less the same movie almost. Right. Yeah. Because the stupidity would be different, I guess. Yeah. But this one is. Uh, there's so much of it where um, I feel like he's, you know, he's he's just bought into his own press so much that it's like, uh, you know, mm. when you have like actors or actresses who basically go wrong and really what they think is, you know, this is good acting because it's what I'm doing. Right. And that's what good acting is. Right. Whatever. And this is like, you know, this is good storytelling because I had a thought and, you know, this whole, like, uh, they go to this place that is like this giant space station that's like grown just so they, just so you can see a bunch of stupid crap, you know? Right. And like, they have these 
uh, people and Nathan Fillion shows up and he's right. in this big dumbass suit. And it's like, this is interesting because look at that big dumbass suit. How right. funny is that? And you're like, Man, yeah, like, I mean, and they this like milk it forever yeah. too, right? Well, there's so much of it that's bad, <laughs> and yet there are like these kind of cool things, right? Yeah. In that same part, you know, when he he gets into the computer system right. because he's talking to that he's talking to this woman and trying to put on the charm, yeah. thing. And you know that was it's a good scene. That was not bad. It's a good scene, right? And, I can, and then absolutely. it's it's like yeah. jarring, right? Right? There's like some good scene happens. You right. go, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. is it, I'm I'm like, on now. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's it it's so bonkers. And uh, like you know, you were uh, talking about the the evolutionary guy. He's such a there's so much of this that is trying to be like this uh, dumbass metaphor for Republicans, right. really. And you know I'm fine with taking a swing at Republicans, sure. right? Don't get me wrong, but it's so like juvenile what they've right. done to their villain, right. right? That it's you know it's awful, right? It's like uh, there would never be any villains like this uh, if in you know Superman Lex Luthor was right. like this spoiled giant baby man right, right? it's like right. it's such a weird thing that this guy is like the smartest guy right and like i evolutionary yeah saying he's right. the smartest guy ever but everything he does is stupid is dumb and you're like wait i mean make those work together right. like your story just hasn't been yeah. like you know kind of a spoiled brat moron right. because right. you want to take a swing at republican i guess yeah and and you know, everything he does, like there is, you could have a theory somewhat similar to his, maybe, yeah. kind of, where you could, you know, it could be like a real villain idea. Right. But in Marvel movies, especially, like all the bad guys have to just be lunatics. Right. And it's so boring yeah. to have just people who are insane being yeah. the bad guys the bad guys can have actual well, motivations where they don't have to be complete lunatics right and it actually works a lot works best part of superhero films as a whole and the marvel films up until endgame i would argue is that the six and and everybody seemed to understand this the successful more successful a villain or an antagonist that you have is the one that you give a good argument to. You know, you you give Magneto uh, the argument that he's lived through a Holocaust and he's not going to do it again. His motivation is to protect mutants. Like, okay, you call him a villain if you want, or you call him a freedom fighter. Like, right. I get his argument. Thanos was a bit weak, but if you have a good villain and you give them a solid argument, like Killmonger is an amazingly effective villain in the Black Panther film because you understand what his motivation is and you give him enough reasons to feel that way instead of just, well, because, well, because I said psycho. so, right. And, <laughs> and that's what psychos would do. You know, it's, it's just so, it's just so much more interesting to do watching the high evolutionary here, watching Kang. Mm -hmm. Quantum Mania, um, 
you know, I'm watching Marvel sort of flounder around at not only introducing, you know, what they call the big bad, you know, the big bad guy, um, but actually giving them a reason to do something. I, I sort of thought that Kang started to get some when he was doing his scenes with Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, but still, there's an awful lot of work you could get done better, I believe, by dropping 10 minutes of CGI and just putting six minutes into character development. Yeah. You know, there's there's just so many weird things. And it's funny, you you know, you bring up the Superman part where Lex Luthor, and I'm reminded of easily Superman returns when, you know, you have Kevin Spacey playing Luthor and everything's working. Brian Singer, who's hot off the X-Men films. And the plot of the film is just another land deal. I'm like, right, what? Right. What? Can't we move? Haven't we moved from that? Here, the idiocy, and I get it. Some films, I love a MacGuffin. I do. I don't care. I'm sure that in the Indiana Jones film, The Dial of Destiny, I'm sure MacGuffin after MacGuffin, and I'm on for it. Good. But here, like, we need a code to save Rocket, and the code just strangely at the last second gets downloaded to somebody's headset. Now we got to go find that guy. And I'm like, hey, and we have to we have to break into this thing uh, because yeah. that's where it is. That's where it is. Oh wait, no, it's somewhere else now, and we have to follow him. He, he picks up and puts down so many fun things, and doesn't seem to have the interest or the maturity to handle them. There's a hell of a film here uh, with Rocket and the High Evolutionary about control and free will. That could easily roll over into weird dynamic between Peter and Gamora because now she's. Not all the free will in the world, but no control over her self because she's a new self, right? Like right. their their love story is almost like their their problems interpersonally are almost sort of like dealt with between elevator doors opening and closing, and it's much more serious than than what's happening, you know, in the real scenes. Or you have something that he hints at, which is utopias, like because the high evolutionary creates a sort of pseudo Earth. This is in the trailer; it doesn't spoil anything. This is where giraffe people are in business suits right, you know right. so okay let's talk about what it takes to make a euphoria and can people be trusted to do it on their own or do we need a high evolutionary do we need micromanaging there's a story in there too it also comes back to free will he picks these up and just drops them he hints at them and just doesn't seem interested which is why i don't get why he picked them up in the first place or it just doesn't seem you know skilled enough to do it which a lot of people have uh, surficial idea and then they don't know how to follow through right. and it's frustrating because it's there it's it's really there it, it's hard to it's hard to like separate the disney cgi stuff with rocket when he's a little raccoon because it's designed to make you like oh and they're talking like jar jar banks you know like me i love you someday you know that kind of weird baby talk i get it i just see it as bad storytelling i think no, that it, story is maybe so, worth there's telling. so way too much of that too yeah. and you know That's the other thing i think going to that is like you know i don't know the source material so yeah. uh, like i don't know what this you know he might be trying to right. do something that is there yeah you know whatever but there is so too much of this uh going back in time yeah. When half of it would have done the job better. Yeah. Less is more. We're just watching them roll around like forever. Right. There's nothing wrong with that whole side of the story and giving us all this background and everything. Uh, but we just go on and on 
for no more point right. other than let's get make it. let's make the movie long. Yeah, we can yeah. and, and it's just it's awful because some of the stuff that is pretty good yeah. is the stuff in there. Except when the dude like, you know, loses his mind. Because it's just it's so he's so nonsensical, the bad guy. Yeah. It is so weird. And you know, the other thing I'm really starting to lose it over in Marvel movies, yeah. right? Is uh over and over and over again, right? There is there's some dude way lost in the galaxy, like oh, nobody yeah. knows where this guy is. Right. In fact, he's like making planets and populating them. Right. It's like his in a secret laboratory corner of the universe or something. Yeah. Well, we need to go find him. Okay, five minutes later, we're there. Right. Wait, what? Right. Like, right. We could have done, yeah, like, anytime. Like how yeah. this guy exists in the world that yeah that this has made right right there's there's both in Marvel altogether and now they they all count everything that happens counts in all of them right, right. so if you're in the Guardians uh, of the Galaxy movie you're still in this universe where we know all the things about the universe and yeah yada yada that we know from other movies or earlier this movie right right. right. I mean, there's both, uh, we know where everything is. Yeah. Like in the universe. And there's a bunch of shit going on that nobody knows about. Right. Unless you think about it for a second right. and then you're there. Right. And it, I mean, and we just pick, yeah. like, why does he have to be yeah. secret? Right. If if there's no such thing, there's no, like yeah. all of it is so like yeah, I, I can think see that. you know what is a good idea is he's like this secret guy creating these God, planets, dude. then destroying these planets, then you know I don't know what is he wandering around terraforming places or whatever. Yeah, somebody in this universe knows that this is happening. That's the universe you made. You just got to chill because you mocking that is exactly how they did it. We were sitting in some writer's room and they're like, man, what about and they're coming up with the dumbest of the dumbest things when they're like, yeah, that'll be genius. We'll CGI over that. We'll just, you know, yeah. didn't even hit on the idiocy of how much like the needle drops. And there's too many of them. It was fine in the first film. And I don't even remember many of them in the second film, the needle drops every like 11 minutes. There's like a new blaring song coming in. He picks those up and puts those down the same way he uses Will Poulter's, Adam Warlock, who right. just comes out of nowhere, seems to be all powerful, still gets stabbed, but okay, he wasn't looking, and then just flies off and then comes in later. And like it, this idea of, I'm not naive about comic book movies anyway. And this is the third one. And I know that you have to sort of like keep up with things, but I remember when the matrix was out and you had to watch like all the animatrix, you had to play the right, video right, game right, right. to get all the hints of all the backstories. There's nothing about Adam Warlock here in these films. Like he didn't secretly do anything except be the stinger at the end of one of the other Marvel films, right. like him just coming in and disappearing and having all these issues and then flying away. And then also having a big temper tantrum with his, golden mom and they're screaming about every like what are you what are you doing i don't know but like uh, that's just such a waste of a character that could have been such a cool thing yeah because the look like i don't even know this character right right but 
in this movie, the little bit that you get afterwards when you get like some more information. Yeah. And I still don't know what that information is trying to be because right. they won't tell you anything. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But apparently he's like, you know, he's like from the boys right. or something. Right. Right. And it's like, he apparently just spawned, right. you know, like a month ago. Right. Full grown. Yep. I mean, this is, I'm, this is just what I'm piecing this together you're from getting the movie. Right. I don't know this character, right? right? So he's like a child, right. but with godlike powers, basically. Yeah. And what happens with him in the later parts of the movie yeah. is really cool, actually. Right. And I'm like, man, why is there not? Why not? Yeah. Why is there not more of any character uh -huh. in this movie? Even all the guardians are like boring, right? All yeah. the guardians are uh trying to just give you like a few more minutes of stuff you already know yeah. right the character everything about characters in this movie is like watching a sitcom it's right. like they don't develop yeah right? they just i know who that character is and i just want to see them be the same some more yeah that's all that you get out of the characters of yeah. the guardians in right. this movie despite the fact that we're having this goofy anti-romance right thing happen which there are a few bits of that that are pretty good yeah but man the rest of the characters are are just laying there you know for me okay so there's three guardians films there's two standalone spider-man films with tom holland there's about to be a third one you know that's coming out i have i have long said and i am totally convinced of it now the guardians are great characters just like Tom Holland, Spider-Man is a great character in other people's films. Right. I don't like either of the Tom Holland, Spider-Man films. Didn't really like the last two Guardian films, the, but what we've said, like, I still, I still like that first film on rewatch much better. Um, and I think maybe if I was at a six, I'm at like an eight with it now. Like it was substantially better. Like, I think that's a small jump, but it's a big jump in, in a rating. Um, I just don't think that what the storytelling here is trying to convey even at its sloppy oh god even at its sloppy worst okay if you if you haven't seen the film i'm gonna i am gonna spoil one thing if you don't want to hear it jump ahead 35 seconds starting right now sorry everybody fact that he makes group talk and really talk oh, yeah yeah loses like a handful of stars immediately because that is akin to having Chewbacca just turn to hand solo at one point and being like, I love you, man. That's right. Or R2D2 not beeping and just say something like you could have done it. You only did it because you wanted an emotional hit that you're incapable of writing because you're a bad writer. Right. Okay. That should cover up the spoiler part. Sorry. That pissed me off so much for a movie that I was sort of disengaged with. And I'm like, you cheap, low hanging fruit. SOB, like, why do you do dumb things like that? Yeah. And Just you know, why? you know, I'll tell you. So, this is another one where, apart from the movies, I am not really familiar with the characters, right? Yeah. So, you know, on the one hand, if you've only watched the movies, right? Yeah. You don't actually know any reason, right? You know, behind right. any of that. But like, I'm trying to not respond. No, it's okay. No, I just, yeah, yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, anyway, but you don't, you don't get anything from the movies. Right. When I saw the first movie, then I like actually looked at them. Yeah. And there's 
kind of like the whole reasoning behind it yeah. and everything, you know, whatever. So, but since it's just the movies and you don't have a reason, you don't really have a reason that you can't change it sure. and do the other thing. Sure. But even if you want to allow it, right, mm -hmm. you still don't know how to even get anything out of it. You didn't earn that it. That could have been a thing yeah. where it was like, you know, we're going to put any amount of effort into this happening at the end yeah. or something. And then this happens at the end and it would be like, it would, right. it would actually, you, well, I think it could work. Sure. Right. But it's so weirdly cheap and lazy. Yeah. At the end of this movie. I agree. That it, it, it really is. It's kind of like, you know, root. I am Groot's throughout all of the films, all the Avengers movies, all the, all the tie-ins, I would think in the infinity war, when Groot sees some people that he loves vanishing, Groot might've, I am Grooted a bit different there, right. you know? So the fact that he does here, like you said, that's perfect. It's just cheap and lessened. You know, there's, there's an overarching thing. I don't know how much we're, you know, how much you want to do it, but I'll throw this out. Cause it's one of the last thoughts I had again, it's sort of weird to think that James Gunn is in charge of the DC universe, not just coming in, but like they've given him yeah. the, you know, the Zack Snyder reigns for some reason. And maybe it's just box office. Um, Patty Jenkins made a pretty bad wonder woman film when it was just her. Okay. Uh, James Gunn made a pretty bad guardians film when it was just him. I think you could argue Zack Snyder has been making some pretty bad films when it's just him. I would even go so far as to argue that, uh, though I like and love the Harry Potter stuff as much as I do, J.K. Rowling, when left to her own devices, the Fantastic Beasts films were awful. And I think it's because you need a guiding hand to help shape what is, in essence, probably talent or some skill, but just you need to really push that along. All of these examples, all these people, when left to their own devices, they just have such bad ideas, bad execution, bad pacing. They everything like yeah. there are you said earlier and and i'm sure if we promised to spend the next five minutes coming up with more nuggets of good stuff we could do it mm. but why am struggling to come up with five minutes of good things like you should have been overwhelmingly kicking ass for a film that everybody that loves the guardian and people i'm stunned at how many fans love the guardians just they're there for you just deliver something even moderately good but weird patronizing thing that they did was just so exhaustively like annoying. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And, uh, we got to wrap up before too long, but you know, I feel like the, the studios given James Gunn, yeah. uh, big thing. It's, there is a weird, uh, entertainment market thing yeah. uh, going on. And it's like, you know, Zack Snyder is a perfect example of yeah. it, right? Like Zack Snyder has like super fans. Yeah. Right. 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 And, and everything that he does is brilliant right. and it's like a furor, right. you know, and they're like zealots. Right. And the thing that is really bonkers about doing this, I mean, you know, do they make money? Do they turn a profit? Uh, I mean, sure. Right. Yeah. But you could take uh Batman versus Superman and let somebody make it who's never made anything before and right. it would make money. Right. right. So yeah. The thing that is weird about it is that hopefully the next one won't make money, right? right. Because the Zack Snyder super fans are not enough people. 
but they're loud. Right. And the next movie that he makes ought to make less money. Right. right. And you would think that that would not translate forever into people are going to keep letting you do whatever you want. Right. Right. And like this movie, I think this movie is at the right place where it's clearly going to make a whole bunch of money. Right. Yeah. But somebody in charge of something has to be aware that this is the movie that made a bunch of money. That means that the next one is not going to make as much money. Right. Right. The next time James Gunn comes out with a movie, all the super fans are still going to go. Yeah. And that ain't enough for your budget. Right. Right. But there's, you know, you got to be able to, uh, like I said, this movie, you know, the first guardians of the galaxy movie was like rolling the dice. Yeah. Right. You didn't know who was going to show up. Right. It was like a massive experiment. It was, it was, it was like a super experiment to go. Can we do things with people? No one knows. Right. And make it silly and weird and still make a bunch of money. Yeah. And they did so many things. Right. Yeah. Right. And now somehow that has translated into James Gunn can do whatever he wants. And now is, you know, the last movie was not good. Right. And it wasn't this bad. Right. It it was just, it was just bad enough that this movie you'd go, well, let's see now. Right. But this is the movie that better wake some people up. Right. Just like Superman versus Batman was like a wake up. That was it. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out of DC at this point right? because DC is already like struggling yeah. as far as that goes, right. you know, like Batman and Superman movies are not like no brainers anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that, I think that's a good point too. It's, you know, thinking also on the stuff, cause you're, you're, you made me think again, and it's funny, it's in the second movie, but what you just said a second ago about the first movie made me think like, what the hell did Peter so he's the son of a god. Like, you know, there's a very funny line in Avengers uh Infinity War where he's arguing with Tony Stark and he's like, you know, 50% of me that's bad is a hundred percent of you. Like, I'm more than just human. Right. Why, why does he like have any danger in space anyway? Like he was holding infinity stones in his bare hands and like what did, did I just miss something? Did I forget? I maybe it was in the Christmas special. I I actually realized the christmas um, special is not bad i i, I realized Mostly when, because when i was yeah when i was driving over i realized i hadn't seen the christmas special and i'm like god i wonder if mark is going to look me dead in my eye and grin at me and be like dude all your answers are in the christmas special no. and i would have felt like oh man this sucks but you know in, in a way i think he might have gotten caught up with like waititi's thor's film thor films which were doing very much similar things serious subject matter but a lot of jokes a lot of puns and the thing is you can only run that machine uh, high rpms for so long before things get dull and it's hard to keep that going for 90 minutes let alone two hours or in this case this film is two hours and 30 minutes right like it, you just you need better pacing or better layered storytelling but i i actually feel like there's a fair amount of complaints that i have about you know Taika Waititi like a white as though I do James Gunn, James Gunning now. Like it's so it, South Park has this hilarious thing where they're like, James Cameron does what James Cameron can do. Cause James Cameron is the only one James Cameron can be, you know, this sort of hilarious take on him. And I'm like, God, now this is applying to a bunch of people. Right. Like they just, they're believing so much of what they're doing and been done. 
I don't know if it's that effective anymore. It's really no. too bad because no, there was it, something. You know, there. it's it, he's another example. It's the same sort of thing because yeah. this next Avatar movie is the movie that's going to be the right. wake up call, right? Like right. he he could do whatever he wants because what he makes makes huge amounts of money. money yeah, right? and then it's like whatever I, right? You know, but now right. and. And I thought it was Avatar. I thought Avatar was too. Would have been, a, would yeah. been enough, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But this, but this one. But if he doesn't stop, did it, did it make a ton of money? Yeah. It did make a ton of money, but I think it's the movie that, if you know what's going on, is going to let right. you know that the next one not yeah. as much because man, it was. And and okay, back to this movie. We got to go. Sorry. So right. uh right. So back to this movie real quick. I just wanted to uh, also say. Uh, the other thing that is glaring that, well, there's two things really quickly that are kind of glaring in this movie. One of them is everybody's abilities are whatever they need to be for the yeah. scene, which is getting so tired at Marvel, right? Every, the amount of punishment they can take, yeah. what they can do it is different because I need it to be different in this scene. Right. And it's just tiring at this point. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And, uh, the other thing is there was uh there was so much in this movie and like you mentioned the music and everything right it if the movie's going to be like really funny yeah then it's got to be funny more right, right. If it's going to be really actiony then it's got to be actiony more yeah in the first movie it was like if the movie's going to be funny and actiony right then it has to be funny and yeah. actiony all the time right and that's what it did yeah it, it was like we're not funny all the time right. we're not actually all the time but it you know it made it work by being both and this one's like i don't know we're funny now for a little while right. um i guess this is action there's like shooting and stuff okay. it was so weird if yeah. you're gonna be this movie then you have to be that movie right. you can't go i'm this movie and yet let's have like a half an hour right yeah just Whittling in our thumbs. You know? I know. I know we're getting out of here. I know he's a longtime listener. I hope it was cool seeing Tate Donovan in a role again. That was sort of cool. Him and Amy Sedaris, but oh, right, right, killing right. parents like that. I literally like did a double take. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so anyway, and then uh, you know, uh, one more thing. Yeah, since what? you sorely know, what a weird anti moment. Yeah, so see your dad right and then it's like why did you even have that you just you know that was like you just have like some words roll you know right star lord went and met his granddad and they, they yeah you know they had biscuits they had biscuits. <laughs> it's like what why is that right. even it's so lame yeah it's so it's like it doesn't get anything i know out of it oh, he's just man. yeah anyway so all right uh thanks for tuning in yeah. uh we'll see you next week yeah. Uh, and I have no idea what will be coming next week, but I think we're going to cover a lot of streaming stuff. Yeah. Um, like many, many things probably. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't we'll know see. what the, what the big, yeah, I don't know. allegedly Can't is think of it. coming right now. Though. Anyway, Something. but we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Hey listeners on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. 
Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>